Hi, I'm Renee Philpott, and this is Selling with Charm. After over 26 years in sales, there's one thing I have learned. Sales is fun. Join me as I help you simplify your sales process, and together we will reach your weekly, monthly, and yearly goals. Let's get started. Welcome to this week's podcast. We are going to be talking about a book this week. I am adding in this year book reviews or some at least some of my take on some books that I am reading. I actually have um, it's kind of an older book this week that I want to talk with you about. I didn't realize it until I had ordered it like somebody had suggested it in a group that I was in and I didn't think a lot about it. So I just ordered it. I didn't really check into it. Got good reviews, all of that. But it is Seth Godin's book, Purple Cow. And it was written originally in 2002, 2003. And it's all about how advertising and marketing has changed and how we buy things was changing at that time. Now, it's interesting to me because this was the updated version and it had a bonus section and the bonus section came out maybe 2009. And I, so when I started reading the book, I kind of had the feeling, hmm, this is a little older than I thought it was. And I'm not sure if it is so relevant now. But as I continued to read, I kind of changed my mind about that. And I'll share with you some thoughts that I have and some things that really stood out to me in the book. Because, you know, this whole entire month of March, we have been talking about narrowing our audience or our clients and narrowing the products and services that we offer them. And this book actually kind of made that stand out even more to me. And I will point out to you what stood out and what I think is important in it and why you should think about what your purple cow is or how you can be a purple cow. So the title again of the book is Purple Cow, but this part is added to the title, Transform Your Business by Being Remarkable. And as I said, he shares in the book how in past years before 2000, it was easy to captivate an audience on with television. And actually, there were some cases where some products were invented after the advertising. It was a cereal, I believe, maybe Captain Crunch cereal, was advertised and then created. So advertising was really the ticket. And you, you could create a market for your product just through advertising. Well, you know, people had kind of had kind of gotten tired of television and it was harder to captivate your audience because it was just more of the same. And he uses the example, uh, if you were traveling in France and you saw field of, of cattle, you would be mesmerized maybe at first and then field after field of more cattle. You would have to see something kind of outstanding, like a purple cow to notice. And I can see that. And it was a great illustration of how we need to be different in what we're doing. So to bring this around to what I've been talking about all month, you have to consider your audience. What is going to be a purple cow for them? And then you have to adjust based on that. So I do think that now with 
there was a time period between when this book was written and um, now that social media kind of took the place of what television had been doing. I mean, we all know these influencers who seem to pop up overnight and people flocked to watch them because they were a purple cow. They were remarkable in one way or another, and they were able to sell products and services because they were able to captivate and get attention. Well, I also believe that just as in this book, when television was no longer the way to get attention, I believe we can see that now with social media. Not only is social media changing, it's all around algorithms and all of that, but people are changing. I believe that in been online so much that now we're ready to to be out with people. And I think that's one way that you can be remarkable. That can be part of your purple cow uh, strategy is to go out and instead of just, you know, trying to draw lots of people to you and then hope one or two sticks as a client, you should choose the group you want to call on and figure out what's going to be remarkable for them. If you do that, you can really make a difference in your business and with the sales that you're going to make, but you have to really think about it. So a lot of what we do when we have a product or service and we're out there, we'd like to say what is similar to our competitors. And we go to the same markets where they're going. Well, the problem with that is you can blend in. You can be just like field after field of cattle that in the beginning, it seemed interesting, but now just looks like more of the same. Well, as Seth Godin points out, you need to be remarkable in some way if you're going to get attention. Now, this book is all about marketing And I believe good sales requires some marketing. And by that, I mean where you put yourself, where, what conversations you're in, who you're looking for as your ideal client. Once you do that, you'll have the opportunity to sell and and do really well at it. But if you're not in the right group, if you're not standing out to them, if you're not doing anything remarkable, it's going to be a lot harder. And you're going to have to do a lot more. But if you can narrow down who it is that is the ideal client for you, some group, some particular type of client that you can be remarkable for, then you're going to be much more successful and it's going to be easier for you. So that is what I want you to consider this week. Now, um, I will be sharing a couple more things from this book. But that was my initial thoughts is just how television kind of got to be the same old thing over and over. Um, We now are seeing that with social media and we have to be remarkable in some way if we're going to stand out. Now, it's better if you can keep that and be remarkable and maintain the type of client that you want. So I'm going to share six or seven things here that stood out in the book especially when you're considering narrowing your focus on the products and services that you're going to offer and who you actually want to call on or market to. And I think this is more important today than ever. As it points out in the book, we are just um, 
so busy and so overwhelmed. So the first point that I have underlined in the book that I want to share with you, you know, there's a whole lot more to this book, um, but I wanted to look at it from the point of view, if I'm going to be narrowing my focus for the clients I want to serve and also what products and services I want to show them, then they really do need to be remarkable in some way, both the group that I am um, pursuing and what I'm offering them. So he point, he says this, most people can't buy your product. Either they don't have the money, they don't have the time, or they don't want it. So when you are thinking about that, uh, if your audience doesn't have the money to buy what you're selling at the price that you need to sell it for, you don't have a market. If your audience doesn't have the time to listen and to understand your pitch, you'll be treated as if you were invisible. I mean, how many times have we felt invisible? And if the audience takes the time to hear your pitch but decides they don't want it, well, you're not going to get very far then either. So I, I really want you to think about that. If you're going to the wrong group, you're presenting your products and services, no matter if you're throwing it out there to a lot of people and it's the wrong group, you're not going to get very far. So uh, think about that and what you really have to offer. Now, in addition to that, he says, create remarkable products that the right people seek out. So again, this is narrowing what you're offering, not that, oh, I'm going to have a bunch of stuff so I can serve a lot of people. And then he points out the right people are going to seek out. So you really have to think about who it is that you're serving and what it is that's going to best serve them. So another point that he points out here, and I think this is wonderful. He points out that with marketing, Four Seasons and Motel 6 have really made you understand the difference in them. Now, both of them are during the time of this book were successful motels. I mean, we, we knew they, they were really in the same business. But both of them experienced extreme growth in the hotel field, but they're very different. He also uses the example of Walmart and Neiman Marcus, also very different. But if you think about either one, there's some products and services that stand out for each one. And that's what I want you to think about. How can you stand out to the people that you want to serve? So another thing that he suggests is to do some targeting with a tight group of people. Now, we've seen that in social media when it moved from television advertising and mass marketing like that. That's why influencers uh, became so popular. They were attracting a specific group of people. They were kind of trustworthy. The people saw, oh, I'm like you. I want to be like you. So I'm going to use your products and services. Um, but again, I believe that that is getting so flooded that there uh, is still a place for the people who want to be face-to-face -face building those relationships and not depending on somebody else to. So just think about the group and that do you want to serve and is there a place um, that they all gather or come often and that you can start building trust. All right. And then another thing that he points out is targeted ads. And that's, again, the reason targeted ads work. You are thinking about a specific group and how you can serve them. And that has become more and more on the scene since this book was written. But think about where it is that you can put your focus. Where can you target 
focused where you want to be and the people you want to serve. Now, next, and I love this analogy because uh, I think it's something we all need to consider in our business. Maybe we're running around trying to serve the wrong people. But there was some things written about a large bank that had discovered 10% of their customers were using their online banking service every day. Now, again, this was in the early 2000s, so it was new. And the remainder were only using it about once a month. So at first, when the consultant started to argue that the bank should stop spending so much on that service, it was only appealing to about 10% of the people. But further, after they dug in a little deeper, they found out that those 10% of the people were actually 70% of the bank's deposits. So by focusing in on who they needed to serve and who were their best clients, they discovered that 10% that was using their online banking was their sweet spot. That was their ideal customer. And 70% of the bank's deposits were coming from only 10% of the people. Now, you will see this all day, every day, the 80-20 rule. But it really, really makes a difference when you are trying to figure out where to put your focus. If you know where that percentage is and how to get to them. So that's the reason all month I've been trying to walk you through how to narrow this down because it is going to be where your your time is best spent for the most return. So um, these are some of the things that stood out to me in the book. There's a whole lot more. I do recommend Seth Godin as an author. He always makes me think and I may have another one of his books to review later on in the year. But for this one, I just really want you to think about how you can be remarkable to the group of people you need to be remarkable to and who you want to stand out to, who stands out to you. And that's where you need to be spending your time and your efforts. Instead of worrying about the whole world, as he is suggesting in this book, those days are over. You now have the opportunity. And I think that's really good for us who are in small business or um, represent small business we have an opportunity to stand out like never before because marketing and sales can be done in such a unique way now. So lastly, I'll I'll share this. He makes this suggestion and I think it is great. Make a list of competitors who are not trying to be everything to everyone. Are they outperforming you? If you could pick one underserved niche to target and to dominate, who would that be? And then he says, why not launch a product to compete with with your own, a product that does nothing but appeal to this market? So that is really what it's all about. It's about figuring out who is it that is not being served best that I can do a great job with. And what product or service do I have or can I create that is going to serve that market that's not being served so well? So that is what I have for you this week. It's a lot to think about as we wind up the month of March and we're thinking about who it is we want to serve and how we can serve them best. Again, this book was Purple Cow by Seth Godin, and I highly recommend you think about how you can be remarkable. This book gives you several suggestions, and if there's something you'd like to share with me, if there's some ways that you have seen businesses that are remarkable, I'd love to hear from you. So again, this is a great book, and it is timely to think about who it is you want to serve and how you want to serve them. So have a great week.